kingdom greetings. I trust that you're prospering in every area of your lives, even as your souls are prospering. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good as always. May the word of the Lord reach the islands of the seas and the nations of the world. May the word cover the whole earth as the waters are covering the seas. May the word reach the uttermost parts of the earth and the central parts thereof. And the word be sent to your life and never return void, because when the word of the Lord is sent, it prospers in the areas to which it is sent. David says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Um, Paul says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report. All right. And by faith, we understand that the worlds are framed by the word of God. So today, we're going to talk about the stubborn faith. The faith that doesn't take a no for an answer. So let's open our Bible in Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. It says, Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Right? Let's understand the first appearance um, of the Holy Spirit in the Bible in Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says the Holy Spirit was hovering upon the waters. Right? The Holy Spirit was hovering upon the waters, amazing a foundation for stubborn faith. Stubborn faith takes place because we are backed up by the Spirit of the living God. It's not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. So for us to walk in stubborn faith, we need to be backed up by the Spirit of God in all that we do. Praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit is very significant in all that we do so that our faith can be qualified as a stubborn faith because it's impossible to please God without faith. He that comes to God must believe that God exists and that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Right? So before we even go to Genesis, we also quote the verse from Acts chapter 1 verse 8 where it says, You shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. What are you using to witness? You're using the word. So let's go back to Genesis. The Holy Spirit was hovering upon the waters, right? And he was ready for instruction. And God said, let there be light. And the Holy Spirit executed the word. The Holy Spirit was waiting for the word, right? And what is the water in the Bible? Water is the symbol of the word. When you read Ephesians chapter 5, Paul talking to husbands about wives, he said, husbands, um, cleanse your wife. Cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. So the water and the word are one. 
So the Holy Spirit was hovering upon the waters, hovering upon the word, and he is now waiting for instruction from God to confirm the word upon which is hovering. And when God said, let there be light, the Holy Spirit brought the light into existence. Okay, let's also go to the New Testament. Uh, the Bible declares in John chapter 1, In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was with God in the beginning, and all things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. Who made things in the beginning? It is the word. But who was executed? It was the Holy. It, it was the word executed by the Holy Spirit. So without the Holy Spirit, the word could have not be executed because the Lord said, "Let there be," and the Holy Spirit took the instruction, which is the word, and executed it. But firstly, He hovers upon the word. In Matthew, Jesus is being baptized. Jesus is the word because the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. We beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten son of God, full of grace and truth. Right? So now Jesus is in the uh, Jordan River being baptized by John the Baptist. Jesus, he's the word. And then as he's being baptized by John, we see the Holy Spirit descending upon Jesus in a form of a dove. Then a voice from above says, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. So the Holy Spirit hovers upon Jesus and the Lord, ex the Lord sends a word, right? And the Holy Spirit therefore leads Jesus because for as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Okay, so the Holy Spirit will hover upon the weight. The Holy Spirit hovered upon Jesus in the Jordan River and the Father released the weight. So the Holy Spirit hovers upon the weight and attracts more words from God. So now the Bible says, it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit goes together with the weight. He hovers upon the weight and then he executes the word into reality, into manifestation, into the word becoming flesh. So in the absence of the Holy Spirit, the word is void of becoming something else. But in the presence of the Holy Spirit, the word becomes. The word turns from being invisible into a substance that we can see because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. How does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if the word comes and brings faith, then the Holy Spirit hovers upon the word and then dwells upon the word and then makes the word to be fruitful, to become something else. So that's why for us to have a stubborn faith, the premises for that is we need to have the word and having the word, the Holy Spirit hovers upon us by default because he's actually hovering upon the word and the word is in us. So we have the Holy Spirit hovering upon us, waiting upon an instruction, a final instruction from the Father, so that the word can be executed into becoming that which we believe. Praise the Lord. So now we need to have a stubborn faith. We can't have it outside the premises of the Holy Spirit. We need to be led by the Spirit. We need to be filled 
with the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and they were filled with the Holy Spirit uh, to such an extent that they spoke words, they articulated words that were foreign to them but familiar to the hearer. And those words were wonderful sentences and wonderful words um, because the Holy Spirit was hovering upon the word that he came with when he came upon them. And then because they were led by the Spirit to speak, they spoke as the Holy Spirit gave utterance because the Holy Spirit gave them words. The Holy Spirit goes where the word is and the Holy Spirit releases the word and the Holy Spirit makes the word to become flesh. So when they spoke as the Spirit gave them utterance, the people who heard those words understood what was said and began to praise the Lord to say the Lord that I mean these people are telling us the wonderful works of God and the wonderful words of God but the people who were speaking could not even understand what they were saying why it is not by might it is not by power but by my spirit says the Lord so when the word backed up by the Holy Spirit is released that word will produce and bring about results. That word will do the impossible. That word will become flesh. That word will become a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our pathway. So we need the word of God. Right? So for you to have a stubborn faith, let's look at Abraham. God speaks to Abraham. He says, get out of your father's house. Go to a land that I will show you. And he obeyed. That was a stubborn faith. Remember, he doesn't even know where he's going. He doesn't even know the next instruction yet. He will get the instruction as per obedience of the previous instruction. Right? He doesn't know where he's going. He trusts upon the one who's speaking. That is a stubborn faith. A faith that doesn't need evidence. The only evidence is the word of the Lord backed up by the, by the Holy Spirit hovering upon the same weight. God says to the same Abraham, Okay, you want a son? I will give you a son. Then he blesses him with a son by the name Isaac. And immediately after that, the Lord says, Give back your son. Sacrifice with him. Abraham, because he believes in the word of the Lord, he remembers and he staggers not upon the promises of God. He remembers that God said, I will bless you and you will have children. There will be as many as the stars. All right, there will be as many as the stars above, um, and through your seed shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham knew that God's word will never lie to him. If God says he will bless his seed, Isaac is the seed of Abraham, but God says to him, bring back that seed I've given you. So the faith of Abraham is consistent to what God has said. If God said in the beginning, he's going to bless my seed, and now he's taking my seed back. So because he is God and he cannot lie, my faith is consistent with what he said. I'm going to give him the son as he requests, but I believe in what he said in the beginning. He doesn't contradict himself. So one way or the other, if the son becomes sacrificed, the Lord will somehow raise him because he said it is through him that uh, my descendants will be blessed. So that was a stubborn faith, even when it looks like God is somehow contradicting himself in a place where he was actually not even contradicting himself. But because he had a stubborn faith, he believed. A prophet sends a man, he says, um, because there's drought, there's no rain and all that. He says to the man, go outside 
and see, tell me what you see. The man comes back. He says, there's no evidence of rain coming. The prophet with the stubborn face says, go back and check. He goes the second time, the third time. Every time he comes back, there's a negative report. But the prophet go, says to him, go back because he has a stubborn faith. He doesn't take an off and on. On the seventh time, the man came back with a different report saying, I see a cloud, a size of a man's hand. Then the prophet said, rain is coming. Tell um, the king, tell Ahab to go and uh, uh, use his fastest chariot to go to Jezreel because if he doesn't go now, the rain is going to stop him. So um, obviously, the long story short, the rain came. The rain came. Why? The man had a stubborn faith because he knew that it is not by my might, not by my power. I don't have might and power to produce rain, but it is by the spirit of the Lord. So the premises of our stubborn faith rests upon the spirit of God who's omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, omnicompetent, omni-everything. He can do all things through us, through Christ, I mean, who strengthens us. We can do all things. So we need the Holy Spirit. We need the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So the next miracle that is going to happen to you, with your own might, you're not going to make it. With your own power, you're not going to make it. It's going to be by the Spirit of the living God. And after it's said and done, you will try to calculate it. Does It won't even add up on paper. It is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So God is going to do it for you. God will make ways where there seems to be no way. Right? When Jesus multiplied few loaves of bread and fed the multitudes, it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. When the Lord parted the sea, and the children of Israel could walk on dry grounds. It is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. When Sarah could not give birth because she was barren, and eventually the Lord opened the womb and said to Abraham, by this time next year you will have a child. And it happened. Isaac was born through a barren womb. Why? It is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord. When the children of Israel were thirsty, uh, God said to Moses, strike the rock and the water will gush out. And he did exactly that because he obeyed the word and the Holy Spirit hovered upon the word and executed the word because it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. He is the miracle working God and you need the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. We need to be full of the Holy Ghost. Because remember, when the Holy Spirit comes, He also comes with the anointing. That's why the Bible says, burdens will be removed, yokes will be destroyed because of the anointing. He says, my horn shall be exalted like that of a unicorn because I shall be anointed with fresh oil. It is when the Holy Spirit comes, He comes with fresh oil. Your garments will always be white, and your head will lack no ointment. That is the anointing. He says, my cup shall overflow. He anoints my head with oil and my cup shall run over. My cup runneth over because of the anointing. Right? So depend on the anointing. Depend on the miracle power of God. That is the anointing coming with the Holy Spirit who hovers upon the weight. So your faith will move mountains. Because your faith comes by hearing the word. 
and the word attracts the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says your job is done by getting the weight. So the next phase is for me. It's not your might, nor your power, but for me as the Spirit of God to operate in you. In Jesus' name, may the Lord richly bless you. May the Lord do those miracles upon your life. May the Lord answer your prayers, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. And have a stubborn faith and take a no, and don't take a no rather for an answer. Amen. So we see even um, in the Bible, the Canaanite woman um, who came to Jesus and saying, my daughter is grievously vexed with demons. And um, Jesus said, I'm not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then um, the woman kept on um, keeping on, persisting because she had a stubborn faith. And then eventually Jesus gave in and said, okay, be it unto you even as you believe. Your daughter will be healed or your daughter is healed. And indeed, the daughter became healed because the mother had a stubborn faith and could not take a no for an answer. It is only when Jesus spoke to the woman and released the weight and the Holy Spirit then hovered upon the weight and made the weight to become flesh and brought about results. May the Holy Spirit honor the word upon you. May the Holy Spirit hover upon the word upon you until the word becomes flesh in Jesus' name. Amen.